You're listening to the Desperation Podcast, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. www.desperationonline.com. Hey everybody, welcome to a Desperation Podcast. This is actually going to be a conversation. Here I have uh, Dan Perkins, Director of Desperation Internships. What's up everybody? I have John Wesson, who is a uh, second year DI. Hey, what's going on? And he is from Texas. And this is Austin Brammer. He's from Arkansas, and he's uh, new on our staff. Whooping! <laughs> and this is Amy Mayer. She comes to us from Texas in 2004. And uh, she's on our staff as well. Hey, everybody. So we want to take just a few moments. We know uh, there's so many of you out there that are uh, living the vow, committed to living the vow. You've taken it. You're living it. And we want to take a few moments and just talk about, uh, uh, encourage you to continue to do it, talk about some of the things that we've seen as we've watched uh, thousands of students take the vow and we're watching them here in the, uh, the furnace and DI live in the vow. Um, I want to just start off talking a little bit about... Um, Spending time with Jesus every day, you know, a lot of us are uh, committed to that, and yet it takes so much intentionality to make that happen. And I think it takes some form of intentionality. It's a little bit different in different cultures, you know. Sometimes it's a little bit easier, and maybe in a cold climate where there's nice coffee shops, than in a warm climate where you could go water skiing all the time or something. But uh, why don't you guys talk just a minute about in your journey uh, some of the things you do to make sure that you nail that time every day. I know for me, like one of the things I had to do was like plan my day, not just try to fit it in and, you know, every day try to say, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord, but like actually structure it and plan it where and when. And like, so for me, I I go to a a coffee shop and I put my earbuds in and turn the music up loud enough so I can't hear anything else and just read my Bible and journal. And, but it, it came down to like making it a point that it was important enough to make my schedule fit around it rather than try to fit my time with God around my schedule. And so uh, I know for me, that's one of the things I had to do, even to the point of like writing down my schedule and and figuring that whole thing out. One of the things I've noticed about you, Dan, is uh, it seems like you have a spot. Like, don't you go to the same coffee shop quite consistently? Yeah, I go to the same coffee shop. I I get the same drink. I, I, (laughs) you know, I sit at the same table if I can. Sleepy Seattle, right? Yep. Every time, yeah, I was so. at that coffee shop the other day, and they said, Sleepy Seattle, right? And I was like, what? And I said, oh, are you not your brother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I think you have to be intentional, intentionality. Like, uh, for me, I had to figure out uh, just just where I was with God and, and what was going on in my life and, and what worked best for me. But I had to make a plan and uh, attack it with, just be tactful about my approach, about my day. Like I didn't want to waste and burn a lot of time, and I would find myself if I tried to put God time uh, around like work and, and my commitments here that um, eventually it would get pushed, pushed further, further out of my day. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I said, "This is when I'm going to do it. This is when it. This is when it has to be," that I, I made that plan. That uh, it started to be real consistent in my life. One of the things that I have experienced in trying to do exactly that is uh, set a realistic time. Yeah. For some reason, it's easy to think that godly people wake up at the crack of dawn (laughs) and that the earlier you get up, the more godly you are. But, you know, the reality is, is that Jesus is awake 24 hours a day. And uh, realistically, I've found that teenagers and college students um, often uh, do better picking a time that's not 6 a.m. It's because a lot of times we picture uh, our time alone with God as equivalent to a disciplined life, whereas... 
I think one of the things we're saying is, hey, let's get the Jesus time right and let's make it important. Even if you're not uh, working out right and you're still eating some Twinkies, you know, like, like it, it's better to get that really, really ingrained rather than kind of the New Year's resolution, get up early and spend a few hours with God and, you know, fast eight days a week. Um, kind of mentality. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. so, so like a lot of times for me, that means I cannot start my God time till 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., you know, if, 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 if that's the only time that works during that day. I think also, like, with what you said, a lot of times we try to get structured and fit our God time into that structure. I know for my life, for me, it was putting that as an important thing that caused the rest of my life to be structured. It wasn't that I tried to structure mm -hmm. my life. And that was part of it. But by putting that hour or however long in my schedule made me want to be more structured the rest of the day. And so right. it, it, that was the thing that actually was the catalyst for structure, not structure being the catalyst for my God time. Yeah. One of the things that's so interesting is that I think you receive a greater degree of peace post having a God time each day. Mm -hmm. At least in my journey, um, like yesterday, uh, I was a little irritated. And my wife knows that once I've spent time with the Lord, I'm focused. And if I haven't, a lot of times I'm just kind of allowing the things of the world to bug me. And um, so she looked at me and she smiled and she said, why don't you go spend some time with the Lord? <laughs> and, uh, and that was actually phenomenal because I did. And then I came back and I was actually kind again and nice and my kids liked me again. And it was a family reunion. Yeah, I think one of the things that I, I love to do is, because I think we, we, we struggle with juggling our schedules and I got to go to work here. I got to go to my second job. I got to go to school. I got to, um, I got to do all these things. I have extracurricular activities. I got to go to this prayer meeting. Uh, a lot of times what I love to do is spending time with the Lord before I know I'm going to go somewhere that's going to kind of be challenging and testing. Um, so like a lot of times I love to spend time with God before I go to work because what David was saying, it really helps focus me for that day and that I want to be intentional with the people that I that I work with in a secular environment. Yeah. And so so I love spending my time because it does it does help focus me for that day to be intentional with the people that I that I want to witness to and I, and I want to be a light to. And let me just add also, I don't think that there has to be a specific structure of your God time. I think sometimes we glorify the coffee shop or we glorify the structure. I mean, I, I know different people that get their guitar and go worship the Lord, just them and God the whole time. You know, other people, it's getting a journal and a Bible and a good book. I don't think that there has to be a specific, you know, like, oh, this is the way, walk in it kind of for your God time, you know. Right. Uh, it, it is personal. It, it's My dad is kind of weird, but my dad always talked about, like, it's your date with God every day, you know. And so it, it's a relationship. So it, it can be fluid. It doesn't have to look the same for every person. Right. Although when you – Ask any, any parent or anybody in a marriage, you know, that's committed to that dedicated relationship and you have to schedule time and you, and you right. schedule time for, for what you value. And um, I think that that's true. I think that uh, it changes over time as well. I mean, in, when I was a sophomore at the University of Oklahoma, go Sooners, Fiesta Bowl, anyway, uh, <laughs> beat West Virginia, uh, it looked different. Uh, I didn't. I mean, realistically, my my favorite spot was an empty room at the top of our dorm building yeah. because no one was ever there, and the only coffee shop I knew of people were at all the time, and so right. 
um, uh, you know, it just depends on, on where you're at and where you're at and you're geographically where you're at and if you can afford a dollar for a cup of coffee because right. I've certainly been my world quite a few times. <laughs> Actually, I know of a place I'm not going to tell you guys here in town has free coffee and there's no one ever there, tables and chairs, but it's a secret. It's my spot. So <laughs> Oh yeah, just leave it up in the air. You have to find it. <laughs> Thanks, you can Dan. follow me. Appreciate it. You can follow me and see if you can find it. <laughs> just like it's one of my deal. favorite little. It's nooks. like a Mexican food restaurant or something. <laughs> no, I will say though, nachos and coffee <laughs> mixed with the Bible and a journal, fabulous. <laughs> That's good. John, you want to add anything to that? Um, Give one, us a little bit of the Texas perspective. Um, well, the cool thing I think about uh, that I found about my God times is that. Whenever I have one, I have a desire to make it longer each time. Like I have a desire to um, to extend it each time I have it. Like if the first one's a half hour, the next one I just don't feel like half an hour is long enough. And so recently, since I've been working a job now instead of doing just desperation internship, I've because uh, you work at Barnes and Noble. Yes, I do. <laughs> and um, making you smart. Um, Who needs a library card when you work at Barnes & Noble? In fact, I've heard that you can even write a whole book report without ever owning a book by just working at Barnes & Noble. You probably could. <laughs> I haven't. Um, but <laughs> You can go to college for free by working at Barnes & Noble. Yeah, you got free books and wireless. What else do you need? Well, Coffee. It's not free oh, wait, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I've been working late several nights, even till midnight, and then driving home, I just had this desire to spend time with God, and so I stopped by the World Prayer Center, which is a perfect place to have God time, and just has time with God, just me alone, wanting, my body wanting me to go to sleep, but my my heart and my soul wanting to be with God, and so I think it's just cool how the more you, more time you spend with God, the more time you want to spend with God. Mm. So. Hunger begats hunger. Yeah, the more you drink, the thirstier you get. That's the bizarre thing about uh, a life in God, isn't it? Yeah. Is that... There, a yearning is created by actually spending time with God. It's the mixed bag because there is a degree of feeling sustained and feeling satisfied, mm -hmm. but yet there's a greater yearning and a greater hunger. And so both elements take place as you spend time alone with Jesus. You know, when we look at Jesus' example, he's personifying that idea. He is constantly wanting to get alone and be with his father, whether it's going, you know, on a mountaintop or getting in a boat and going to the other side of the lake or whatever it is. And uh, I think that all of us know in our own journey that if we'll do it, we'll be consistent. God will place passion within our heart. And I, I think I want to add to those that are out there that are at a place where they don't have a yearning. They don't have a thirst. Let's just kind of end with that exclamation point that John said. If you'll start and you'll just take 15, 20 minutes, it will, it will, and you'll do it by sheer discipline, sheer grit your teeth mm. and open that Bible and stare at it and say, God, help me. It will create a greater desire. And you may have to start for a season on conviction rather than on yearning. Uh, but when once you do it for a while, a yearning will, will begin. Mm. And what I found in my journey is that it, it's both and. Sometimes it's conviction creates yearning, and then yearning creates yearning, you know. But sometimes there's no yearning, and you just know this is the way forward. And so out of raw conviction, let's spend time alone with Jesus today.
And uh, and then what I love, it's kind of like a um, it's like a Jack in the Box. You ever you know a Jack in the Box? Like do 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 do, and then pop, you know. And it's kind of like that. Like you'll have three or four God times that are are kind of mundane, and it's just kind of like you're waiting and you're yearning and you're hoping, and then pop, you know, on the fourth one, God shows something to you in the scriptures, and you have the aha moment that's just awesome and powerful. Um, but you got to keep winding every once in a while if you want to have it's not it's not Jack doesn't jump out of the box all the time every day and go pop 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 it's just not that way it's it's we got to stay steady with it day after day all right everybody we love you we want you to live the vow we know you want to live the vow Uh, have a fantastic day and um, live in desperate pursuit of God spend time with Jesus every day we'll catch you next time see you later you've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for local churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.